The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. We are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Healer Show where you can be inspired and empowered to create the health and the life that you want. I'm Dr. Susan Allison, and I'm so happy you're here. Whether you are listening for the first time or you're a regular, I welcome you. And I honor you for wanting to become even more evolved than you already are. And speaking about evolved, I was out in the garden today, and I was learning from my cat. And I think we can learn so much from our animals. So my cat goes out every day after a hefty breakfast. He leans against the fence closes his eyes, and just gets in the sunniest spot and takes in the sun, the day, the beauty in the garden. And I did that today, and I'm going to try to do it every day. So I hope wherever you are, you are having a wonderful day, and you're enjoying spring. It's my favorite season, and I'm so glad it's here. So I'm excited today about our guest. He's been an inspiration for me for at least 25 years ever since his book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, came out in 1986. My copy, I have to admit, is pretty beaten up, you know, dog-eared. You know, it's got underlining and the pages are turned down, but it shows how much I have used it uh, for myself, my family, and for my clients. In fact, I just went through my book, Empowered Healer, and saw that I quoted Bernie Siegel five times in my book. And this is our wonderful guest today. You've figured it out before I said it, I'm sure. It's none other than Dr. Bernie Siegel, who really likes to be called Bernie. So he is the author of 12 books, and he's been an inspiration for patients, readers, and colleagues for decades. In 1978, he reached a national and international audience when he spoke of patient empowerment, the choice to live fully and to die in peace. In the same year, Bernie and his wife, Bobby, founded Exceptional Cancer Patients, ECAP, an organization that is still thriving. In his first book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, he expressed his frustration with mainstream medicine and shared his own philosophy, which included hugging his patients, listening to them closely, having them not only talk, but write and draw what they were feeling. His latest book is A Book of Miracles, Inspiring True Stories of Healing, Gratitude, and Love, in which he reaffirms his original beliefs as well as his deepened trust in the reality 
of Miracles. So welcome, Bernie, to my show. Thank you, Susan. I think that I may say that your website, Empowered Healer, and my use of the word empowerment, um, you know, it's the word potential. And yes. people need to understand that because somebody was emailing me because he talked about positive thinking. And I said, it's not just, you know, positive thinking uh, or denial, even though denying is better than feeling hopeless. But, you know, I said it's an active thing related to healing your right life, transforming yourself. Uh, it's not just about I have to think positively. Um, it's what you do. And uh, so he was getting the point when I sent him some information. And I think it is. It's the empowerment. But you have to show up for practice. You know, that's exactly. the part I, I really feel, that you and I can coach people. Uh, you know, whenever somebody says to me, you saved my life, or you gave me permission to be the person I was meant to be, and yep. I say, wait a minute, I, you don't need my permission, and I can't save your life. Only you can. And uh. Yep. You know, I said, I can coach you. If you show up for practice, some wonderful things are going to happen. But I'm not the one doing it. You're the one who's there. Uh, as one woman said, I'm a work in progress. You know, that it's something yep. to keep, keep working on. And, um, and these are age-old messages. Uh, I was reading, the book is next to my bed because I read all these things before I go to bed at night. You know, uh, things that are teaching me. Yes, and it, it, it's the Tao, you know, talking about fear. And, um, mm. it, you know, that when you're living in fear, what it does to you. So I always say that learn from the wisdom of the past. Don't wait for disaster to wake up. You know, how many books are written by people who have some horrible event occur in their life? And then they write a book about, oh, boy, what I learned. Well, <laughs> I've said this in some of my books. I have nothing new to tell you. You know, people say, how can you put that? You know, why should I read your book? I think because I'm making it modern. You know what yes. I mean? I, I'm helping you live the messages today where, uh, you know, if I'm reading some ancient parable or myth, I don't understand it. You know, Carl yep. Jung or Joseph Campbell may explain it to me, and then I say, oh, okay, I get it now. But, um, you know, if we read a modern story, then we say, okay, now I know what to do tomorrow when I wake up. And, yep. uh, uh, you know, excuse me, because, I, I mean, I just one thing in my mind connects me with another. But like you were talking about your cat, I think even yep. I'm saying to people, learn from the children and the animals. You know, Absolutely. they're in the, in the moment. Yep. Uh, you know, yes, a cat can have cancer, but it still goes out and enjoys the sun. It doesn't say, oh, I'm going to be dead in a year. You know, what's the point of going outside? But you... <laughs> Enjoy it. Oh, one Absolutely. true story. I promise I'll give you a break then. No, this, no, no. I um, love it. Keep Susan going. Uh, McElroy, uh, she wrote a book called Animals as Teachers and Healers uh, many years ago. And um, I got to know her. And, but the long story was that she developed cancer, was on radiation, chemotherapy, not much hope for her. The man she was living with deserted her because he couldn't deal with, you know, she's going to die. And Susan said, I'm sitting all alone in the house. I need company. I need something. She said, this stray cat walks across my porch. So I opened the door and I let it in. And uh, she said, but I needed to know this is a healthy cat. I'm going through all these treatments. So she takes the cat to the vet the next day. 
The vet says, I'm sorry to tell you, the cat has feline leukemia and maybe a year to live. And Susan said, I came home so depressed. We're both going to be dead in a year. And I'm slumped over in the living room. And I look up and the cat is leaping and running and having a wonderful day. And she said, I thought, maybe the cat knows something I don't know. And that cat lived for, I don't know, it was 12 or 14 years. She named her Flora. But, and, and I may add, Susan's alive today and married and having a good life. But I, she felt, and I did too when I read that story, that if it wasn't for that cat, she might have, again, not looked at potential, see, yes. or being empowered, but uh, slump over and be dead in a week, because I've seen that happen too. Yes. Uh, you know, when doctors take away hope and somebody just goes home, lies down, and dies. I know it. I know it. Um, I love that story. Um, and I learn from my cat every day. And mm. I also really love what you said about empowerment and about taking action. And it's interesting when my book, Empowered Healer, came out, the publicist was saying, wanted to, to say, oh, this is a miracle cure. You know, she was attracting readers, you know, attracting right. all this publicity for me. So whenever I go on radio shows, I'm on a radio tour myself right now, I say the real miracle is that someone has the courage to go inside, to see what's going on, to do the work, to see what in their life is not working, to change right. their lives. And that is the miracle, is the yeah. human spirit. Absolutely. That's you see, what I you say. You and I have had the same experience. You know, we may entitle our books different ways, but we're saying the same thing that, and why you, you know, talked about the exceptional cancer patients. I send a hundred letters to people with cancer, okay, from our office. I mean, you're not getting a letter from a stranger. There's not an advertisement. It's from your doctor saying, if you want to live a longer, better life, come to a meeting because I had learned things, you know, how to help empower the patients. Yep. I expected hundreds of people to show up because I forgot to put in the letter this is only for the people who received the letter. You can't bring your friends and relatives. Mm. And I was in a state of panic, see, because my view of all my patients was they all want to live and they're all willing to, you know, participate in things. And less yeah. than a dozen women showed up. Oh, wow. That blew my mind. And that's yeah. why my wife said, those are exceptional women. So I said, hey, I like that term because I was looking for some label for the group, mm. you know, and it, they became exceptional cancer patients. Of course, that scared a lot of people, you know. I'm not exceptional. And it's mm-hmm. how they're brought up, you know, the messages yep. they got from their parents. And one quote I loved that you may want to use when you talk to people about empowered and potential. This was from Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind, in one of mm-hmm. his books. And I, I say this because I smiled when I read it, and I know he was smiling when he wrote it. He said, what if Jesus was the only normal person who ever lived? Mm. And I thought, wow, what a great idea, you know, that, is great. that if he could do it, why can't we? And this, I promise you, 20 years from now, because it takes that long to shift medical beliefs, we will be studying energy and healing as a yes. scientific, you know, process, and, you know, researching it rather than saying, that's crazy. Um, yes, we will understand healing um, and some books are already coming out, you know, and hands-on healing and cancer disappears and all kinds of things happen. And 
and I'm saying this, uh, some of these studies are done with animals. You know, it's not a placebo effect. Mice don't no. say, oh, look, here comes, you know, so-and-so. This is wonderful. We'll get well now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, these things are, if we're not afraid to share our experience, and that yes. was something that I couldn't help. I had to let people know what I was experiencing. Uh, yeah, a lot of doctors went on television to argue with me and tell me I was blaming patients, you know, if I asked them what's going on in your life and uh, all kinds of things I did in the hospital to create a healing environment. But once it worked, nobody argued. Exactly. They, they were willing to accept it. What bothered them is they couldn't explain <laughs> why it yep. helped yep. and all the crazy things I was doing. But then... Two kinds of research would happen because if I wanted to do research, people said that doesn't make sense. We're not giving you money to do research. Then people said, "Let's prove he's wrong. Let's do the research and show him he's wrong." And then it came out the opposite way. That Wonderful. was empowering. Say because if I, when I would do something and it would come out, they'd say, "Well, of course you must have played with the numbers of the patients, you know, yep. to prove you're right." But when somebody says Siegel's crazy and comes up with supporting information, then everybody says, you know, what can we do now? I mean, it must be working, right? Right. I love that. And um, I want to hear more about it after the break, about what you were up against when you first wrote the book, Love, Medicine, and mm. Miracles. And we'll talk about that, and we'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. This is Dr. Susan Allison, and I have an incredibly special guest here today, someone I have admired for over 25 years, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who prefers to be called Bernie, and we've been having a great discussion already, and I would love to ask him more.
more about uh, the book that really started me on this path, which was Love, Medicine, and Miracles. And, and I'd love to hear about you know, why you wrote it, you know, some of the uh, issues that you had in terms of, of any conflict, in terms of the, the mainstream medical profession and so on. So in terms of, I read about your, you know, your discouragement in the beginning and that it, that was one reason you wrote it. Um, but I'd love to hear more about that time right. for you. I mean, I, I got started in this because one of my patients at a workshop where there were no doctors, I went because I thought it was for doctors to help treat cancer patients. And there, the room was just filled with cancer patients, and I was the only doctor. And the end of her comment to me was, I need to know how to live between office visits. Mm-hmm. So that's what got me started in the support groups. Then wow. I realized the people in the support groups were, were my teachers. You know, I, I didn't learn anything from reading therapy books because I didn't know what to do with these people, you know, except to get them together and help yeah. them with their lives. And they yeah. taught me that when they changed their lives, I mean, each one had a story. You know, it could be, I quit my job, I moved to California, I moved to Colorado, I this, I that, you know, I got a divorce. But they, they created a life they could love, and then the physical benefits came with it. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to teach that. And then one night I was lecturing, and somebody said, hey, do you ever think of writing a book? You have a lot of good things to share. I said... <laughs> no, because the only C I got in four years of college was in creative writing. I said, I'm not a writer. <laughs> well, he started talking to people about a book, and one led to another. See, that's why I say there are no coincidences. You know, no. how you and I help people create miracles. You're choosing life. You're choosing to help the world. It's not a personal desire. You know, it's not I want something good. It's how can I help? Yep. And I ended up sitting down. This was like 25 years ago, and just talking, and then a writer put it together in a book. Now I can write a book, you know. I yep. know how to, how to do, put it into words and not live in my head and really share. But the other interesting thing that happened was when it came out, and with all the work I was doing with dreams and drawings and, and things I was discovering in my reading, that Carl Jung, for instance, 90 years ago, interpreted a dream and correctly diagnosed a brain tumor. I've never met a medical student who's ever been told that while Mm. in, you know, medical school. That's right. So I always say to them, you know, has anybody ever told you this? No. Um, We need to know those things. But anyway, you put together the book, and then you start doing all this other work, some of which I learned from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and others, and I sent articles to medical journals because I thought this is really interesting. The articles came back saying, Yes, it's interesting, but it's inappropriate for our journal. Wow. So I sent him to where it's appropriate. And lo and behold, what happens? It comes back again. Mm-hmm. But this time it said, yes, it's appropriate, but it's not interesting. We oh. know this. That really angered me, you know, that I went through all this training and had never been exposed to what I thought I was discovering and so excited about. Um, but the therapist knew all this. And I may add, because it was a meaningful comment, uh, Carl Menninger, the psychiatrist, became a good friend of mine. And when I wrote Love, Medicine, and Miracles, I sent it to him for a comment. Mm-hmm. He wrote back saying, Bernie, I was about to write a book called 12 Hopeless Cases. These are 12 people, all of whom are expected to die of serious illnesses, and they're all alive today. 
but I'm not wow. going to write the book because you just wrote it. Mm. Hey. And wow. that's what I realized. The psychiatrists, you see, and psychologists were writing books. The Will to Live, uh, You Can Fight for Your Life, you know, things like that, yeah. you see, that, again, yes. I wasn't familiar with. But I began to find all these, and they supported what I was doing uh, in terms of the, the experiences they they had. And, and again, I mean, you know, we're all mortal. I don't want people to see death as a failure, but... And I don't want them to fight illness. That's something I always say I learned from Mother Teresa, that she said, I will not attend an anti-war rally, but if you ever have a peace rally, call me. So wow. I try to help people heal their lives and then yes. derive the physical benefits. Yeah, and the positive, you know, the positive right. yeah. modality. Well, I always tell people I prescribe classic country western music because it's full of life. See, the poets the songwriters, the storytellers, the authors, they look at life and write about it. So when I hear a line, let your heart make up your mind, that's what I say to people. Let your heart make up your mind. Don't live in your head. That's so true. It's such good wisdom. And I was going to ask you whether you think that anything has changed. Do you see changes in the in mainstream medicine now, as compared to you know 1986 when your book came out? Do you see that they're more receptive? Yeah, uh, and so on. It's not (laughs) enough, you know, to make me happy. But there are more doctors giving out my books and you know having read them and sharing with patients. But it's still drives me nuts in terms of how disease-oriented medicine is. I agree. You know, it, it, they're treating a diagnosis, not a person's experience. I just well, and this. psychology. Psychology yeah, is um, the same way. That's why I can't stand the medical model, and yeah. I did transpersonal work so I could be seeing people as spiritual beings. Right. So I, I agree with you. I, it, I get, it upsets me terribly. This was an ad in the New England Journal of Medicine from Sandoz Pharmaceutical Company maybe 10 or so years ago. And I often show it as a slide. I was depressed, unable to cope. I went to see my physician. He prescribed an antidepressant. I feel better now. I wrote to them. I said, look, I've had a major disaster in my family. I'm depressed. The doctor doesn't even ask me what happened. Why are you depressed? Would you just put a line in there that says, sit down, tell me what's going on. And they canceled the ad. But, you see, what I've learned to say to people is, and I was just saying this to somebody. I was out shopping this morning, and in the store I was talking to somebody. I said, look, ask your mother what she's experiencing, because she's gone through some health problems and tough times. Mm -hmm. I said, it's not about her diagnosis. Ask her, what are you experiencing? How would you describe what you're going through? The words that come out of people are always about their life. See, there are some people who see the disease as a challenge and a wake-up call and a new beginning and the curse becomes a blessing, you know. But then there's draining, failure, roadblock, confusion, panic, um, pressure, all kinds of words. And I then say, what else in your life fits those words? Mm -hmm. If we eliminate those things and heal your life, look what will happen. And I mean it. Some people's eyes have popped out of their head, you know, when they say a word. Because it immediately connects them with something that I don't even know about in their life. And they say, thank you, and, and walk out. You know, it's like, what's draining you? You know what I mean? 
Yep. And one, just to give you an example of how this reflects back also on what's stored within us, our lives. One woman was screaming at her plastic surgeon for making her ugly. And he called me. He said, I mean, nobody even knows she's had surgery unless she's in a bathing suit. You don't even see the scar. Um, talk to her for me. I said, fine, send her over. When she came over, I said, how would you describe your experience? She said, failure. I said, how does that fit your life? Well, my parents, oh, no, she said, excuse me, my body failed me. I said, that's not my question. How about your life? Oh, my parents committed suicide when I was a child. I must well, have been a failure as a child. Oh, but, look at what she'd been carrying yeah. all those years. And she therefore avoided relationships because she didn't want to get hurt again. That's right. And the cancer and my comment really redirected her life. I mean, she just literally was born again. I mean, I'd see her at all my lectures, uh, just, you know, coming out in the world and, and being willing to be coached and, and changed. And, uh, you know, I, it's always hard. I keep thinking of all the people. One woman had a severe migraine headache for a week. They were going to admit her to the hospital. I happened to stop at my neurologist's office to talk to him. He's a friend. And they told me about this woman and, you know, to keep my voice down. She's in a lot of pain. And I can't help it, as I said. I keep going over to people. <laughs> so I went in well, the room. Well, it's, it's actually your gift. Yeah, Penny. she's lying there in the dark. I walk in, and I asked her what it felt like, the pain. It was pressure. So I helped her with some imagery and dealing with pressure in her life. See, she wasn't my patient, so I didn't say, what in your life causes the pressure? Because I didn't feel it was appropriate for me, but at least to help relieve pressure. I go out, and I yeah. sit down and talk to my friend. And the nurse came in and said, it's her marriage. She's going home now. Her headache's gone. Now, that impressed me, you see, to, to, to let her focus on what's causing the pressure in her life. And yep. then instead of ending up in the hospital, going home to straighten out her marriage and her life. Yep. It's, um, it's, uh, it happens all the time in my practice as well that, that whatever is going on, the body never lies. You know, it's like the right. body is just trying to talk to us. It's trying to give us messages. It's trying to get us to wake up. And you said that, in fact, in the book. You know, it's God's reset button, you know, and just wants us to wake up. And my clients, when they do my work, they often say, you know, the message they get, they hear a voice inside them when they do the right. work. And it says, pay it. It says, we just want you to pay attention. Wake up. It, the, the body can speak. I mean, it can't literally speak, but as you say, I hear voices too. So, <laughs> Me too, I mean, like Joan of Arc. Yeah, and it's amazing how they have affected my life, the wisdom in them and the things I do when I hear that message. And the other is, you know, I talk about the dreams and drawings. The body speaks through images. I feel this is the benefit of sleeping. I mean, I know it may sound crazy, but, you know, you have to understand sleeping is a dangerous occupation. I mean, today, uh, you know, we have alarm systems and you can lock up and so forth, but uh, people still can break into your house. You know, if you were sleeping in a cave, a lion could come in and have you for dinner. So, you know, there are a lot of animals that don't sleep, or horses sleep on their feet, so they're ready to run. But yep. I think the sleep is really to allow our conscious mind to be quiet, and the unconscious and the body to speak to us. Well, one Good. of the, in my latest book, you mentioned a book of yep. miracles, lady goes to sleep at night. She has a dream, a doctor, foreign-looking, darker skin, 
accent walks into the room and says, you have a lump in your right breast. You need to have it examined. She wakes up, feels her breast. Sure enough, there's a lump. Wow. She goes to the hospital. They diagnose cancer. She's lying there in the examining room waiting for the doctors to come back. And who walks into the room? The doctor from her dream. Oh, wow. Exactly the same with an accent. Wow. Tells her, you know, that she's going to be okay and so forth. But, yeah, and I've had others, well, you talked about your cat. You've learned you have cancer. You don't know how to treat it, what to do. You're worried. You're going to see the doctor tomorrow. You go to bed. In in your dream, dream. a cat walks up, white cat, which is symbolic, and says, my name is Miracle. Wow. Here's the chemotherapy you should take. Wow. The woman Bernie, we up. have to take a break, okay. so I'm going to just, um, just stop. This is back. really All fascinating. Right. I <laughs> want to talk more about dreams and drawings uh, that you've used in your practice, and we will be right back. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. It's Dr. Susan Allison, and my guest is Dr. Bernie Siegel. And we were just talking before the break about dreams and how absolutely important they are to our healing dreams. And I wanted to also talk about the drawings. So, Bernie, keep keep going. You're on a roll. That lady who had a cat named Miracle appear and tell her, you know, what chemotherapy, she said, I wrote it all down, took it to my doctor, and boy, do I give him credit. He didn't say, ma'am, you are nuts, you know, to tell me about a dream. But he followed her directions, and she's alive seven or eight years, you know, later. And, um, 
you know, I've seen people who've left their troubles to God and had their cancers disappear. I mean, it, it's, again, the change within us, the peace, the faith, all of those things are part of therapy. But a sad part that I hear so often, patient comes into our support group, says, oh, I was at the doctor today, and he said, I'm doing very well. Keep it up. Now, why didn't the doctor say, you're doing very well? Please tell me, what are you doing? Anything besides, you know, the treatment. Because then you learn and you pass on the information to other patients. And that's basically what I learned, that, you know, you could list personality qualities and characteristics. As a matter of fact, they're on my website, BernieSiegelMD.com, an immune-competent personality. Um, Even 40 and 50 years ago, Bruno Klopfer, a psychologist, was given two dozen personality profiles of cancer patients. And in 20 out of 24 cases, he correctly predicted who would have a slow-growing tumor, who would have a fast-growing tumor. Wow. And that's just personality, but it becomes your chemistry. Mm -hmm. You know, look at Monday morning. We have more heart attacks, strokes, suicides, and illnesses. So you'd say, is Monday a problem? No, but your attitude about your job and your life and, you know, going to work and so forth is a big part of it. Because I always say to people that death is not the worst outcome. You'll be perfect again when you leave your body. I mean, yep. I had a near-death experience as a four-year-old. I was very upset when I didn't die. I mean, I know that sounds crazy to say, but mm. for, for a four-year-old, it was a lot more interesting to be out of your body than choking to death in it on a toy. Um, and and yes. again, it, it's to understand that, that, that your body, if you give it what I call a live message, I love my life, I love my body, fine, I'll do all I can to keep you here. But if you get up every day saying, I hate my life, I hate my job, I hate I, your body says, I'll do you a favor. We'll yep. get you out of here as fast as we can. Um, That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's like, uh, you know, I have people saying, you know, I just need a change or, you know, I just need a break. You know, all these you know words that they're saying. And sure enough, right. they break something, they get ill and they're lying in bed and they're saying, I didn't mean it this way. You know, I want to be in a hammock in Hawaii. I don't want to be ill. But their right. body's just going, OK, let, we'll just give you what it is that you say you want. Absolutely. You know? I see it over and over. Yeah. And, and, you know, people have to understand, as I say, that, well, it's, there's a book, another book called The Biology of Belief by a geneticist, yep. Bruce Lipton. Yep. And what people have to understand, and I got such a kick because, again, years ago, all these uh, scientists, doctors are on television yelling at me, you know, that I don't understand what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, and I'm blaming patients when I'm asking them about their life. Uh, but I learned from my own. You know, you can't separate your life from your health. But Bruce no, talks about... Number one, the messages that kids get up to the age of six are like hypnotic messages from parents. So when you're told you don't amount to anything, you know, you're an embarrassment, you're, yeah, that's affecting the rest of your life and your health. Because without yes. self-worth and self-esteem, you don't take care of yourself. That's um, right. And the other was that the genes don't make a decision. You see, the chemistry does. In other words, I always say, if you walk into a room... You have to turn the light switch on. And the same thing with the gene. You have to turn it on. So when you have twin sisters, the sweet kid who internalizes her anger and makes mommy and daddy happy is far more likely to get breast cancer than yep. her devil of a sister who's driving everybody nuts and, you know, living her authentic life, not yep. what the parents imposed on her. 
Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to ask something about that. Um, both the uh, personality types, because you talk about this in Love, Medicine, and Miracles, that you see are sort of cancer-prone. And also you, you talked about in terms of exceptional patients or you have this immune, uh, this list of people who yeah, are going to be healthy. Right. The immune personality. The immune, yeah, a competent personality. If you could go over some of those for our listeners. All right. I think with different diseases, um, you know, there are different personalities. But way back, again, 20, 30 years ago, Caroline Thomas, psychiatrist at Johns Hopkins, had medical students fill out a personality profile and draw a picture. Then she looks him up 30, 35 years later and reported this. And she said, I could tell what diseases they were going to get and what part of the body. Wow. She did not expect cancer to have anything to do with it. You know, that was like a control group, see? But she also found there was a personality in terms of their drawings. It had to do with ambivalence, like their arms were like one arm's up, one arm is down. People who didn't have arms or hands were more likely to have emotional troubles. If your arms were way out, like exposing your heart, you know, they were more likely to have a heart attack. And, and, and she was amazed how she could tell from parts of the body where diseases were going to happen, you know, how people drew them. And, uh, oh, and the other thing she said was a low closeness to parent profile um, had to do with cancer. So, you know, there were various personality um, situations that had to do with it. And one study, I think it was one of the Scandinavian countries that I found interesting. You are adopted. Your parents develop cancer. Your adopted parents develop cancer, which makes you more likely to get cancer. And the answer in the study was your adopted parents. Wow. When the parents you were living with developed the disease, you were more likely to get it. Now, again, you know, it's like, wow, where does that come from? But at least these physicians were willing to look into it. And then you begin to realize that it has a lot to do with the loss of a parent. Uh, I'm helping a lot of people now who's my mother died, my grandmother died, I'm alone, I'm... And again, another study showed that loneliness affects the genes which control immune function. And I have to tell you this, because I was reading a poem many years ago called Miss G by W.H. Auden, and these lines are in it. After a doctor examines a lonely woman, he's having dinner with his wife, and he says, cancer's a funny thing. It's like some hidden assassin waiting to strike at you. Childless women get it, and men, when they retire, it's as if there had to be an outlet for their foiled creative fire. Mm. And others have said cancer is like growth gone wrong, you know, in your life. But a doctor yelled at me, just because it rhymes doesn't make it true. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, 20 years later, see, somebody does a study on loneliness, and lo and behold, it is true. Yeah. And, and uh, there are many psychotherapists who always said to me, look, Bernie, if you can't find it in a poem or a song, it's probably not true. So I always look for that kind of support, you know, uh, when you're studying something, as a poet talked about. Yep. Is it in a musical comedy, you know, or, or a story? Yes. And um, those are things people have to understand. The yeah. loneliness becomes yep. our chemistry and yes. it affects us. Yes, it does. And talk a little bit, and we're going to have to take a break in a, in a little bit, but talk about the exceptional. How can we be exceptional? How can we be immune competent? Well, I'd say number one is to, if your past and your childhood was filled with wounds and abuse and rejection, 
See, that's the opposite of love, indifference, rejection, and abuse. That's what you experience. Abandon your past. Reparent yourself. Love yourself. For those of us who want to do this for others, become what a teenager called me who was suicidal, and I was helping her. She said, you're my CD. You're my chosen dad. So be, be a chosen dad and a chosen mother. Go out there and love people. I didn't say like them. I said love them. Yep. Because then they're destructive behavior begins to change when they realize they're worth something. And the yep. other is, as I said, that immune-competent personality, there's simple questions about finding meaning in your life, expressing anger, saying no to things you don't want to do, asking for help, finding play in your life, you know, moments where you enjoy being creative, and also empowering yourself so life becomes what I call labor pain, that you are giving birth to yourself, so it can be, you can be willing to go through operations, eat vegetables, you know, do things, but it's your decision, and that you're not yes. living a role. You're living an authentic life, not I'm mama, I'm the wage earner, I'm a doctor. Yep. And the other, which is an important one that a friend clarified for me, she said, Bernie, you get upset when you're hungry. I said, no, I get something to eat. She said, then ask yourself, what nourishment do I need if you don't like how you're feeling? See, then mm-hmm. you don't get depressed about being depressed. That's why I yep. say in the country western song again, um, you know, I'm a piece of coal, but I could be a diamond someday. See, that's, mm-hmm. in other words, charcoal literally under pressure can become a diamond. That's right. So the curse becomes the blessing when you say, what nourishment do I need? How do I change my life? So... I have a different life experience, and then wonderful things happen within the body. That's right. That is so true. I and love I may add, you know, all those things are on my website if people want to look at yeah. them. So yeah, give us your website right now. Um, you know, the W's and then Bernie Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L-M-D.com. And there's wonderful. a webinar there, too, which is like a teaching lecture from me with drawings and slides, you know, shown that I discuss. So... They could literally get that experience there. Wonderful. Thank you. And we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. hands of the goddess we are held we 
You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. This is Dr. Susan Allison, and I'm having a fascinating discussion with Bernie Siegel. And uh, you can, he just gave his website, but you can go to BernieSiegelMD.com. And he has lots of information there about how you can be healthy and be healthy for the rest of your life. He has webinars and lots of suggestions for you to be healthy emotionally and physically. So, Bernie, let's, let's talk about whatever else you want to share with listeners. We, this is the last segment of the show. Any plans for other books or projects? Yes, I'm trying to draw a book about just some of the things we talked about, making the invisible visible. You know, books that will show uh, some of my drawings and my discussions about them, as well as, you know, more healing stuff. But how to bring out what is within you. That's what people need to know. And yes. when, when, see, when you're willing to meditate and do imagery, I always felt it was like taking the lid off your unconscious. That when you're willing to do it, then your unconscious says, oh, look, he's paying attention, so let's tell him, you know, let's present a dream or let him hear a voice. But when you're keeping the lid on, no, I don't want to do that, that's crazy, I don't want to know, uh, then it doesn't break through and uh, you don't get that inner wisdom. That's so true what you were saying earlier about imagery, you know, the drawings that you've included in Love, Medicine and Miracles. Mm, Yeah, there's a few of them there. Fantastic in terms of really, you know, in terms of their illness, their disease, and how it showed up in the drawing. And really, what you're continuing to do is to give people a way to see what is underneath, what is yeah. deeper, you know, me, what is, what's causing it. Right. You know, when you said the important point, let me make one very important point, just to show you how important the mind is and how it affects the body. People were going for radiation therapy. They were having side effects of treatment. Tumors were shrinking. And then the monthly inspection of the machine came, and the radiation therapist told me there's no radioactive material in the machine. I haven't treated anybody for a month. I'm so upset. He said because it was repaired over a month ago, and they never put the radioactive material back in. I said to him, you don't know what you're telling me. He said, what do you mean? I said, you'd have to be an idiot to not know you weren't treating anybody for a month. So everybody acted as if they were being treated. And his eyes almost popped out of his head because it never occurred to him. He was being fooled by the patients because they were acting as if they were being treated. And I mean it literally. I mean, many of them were benefiting from radiation they weren't getting. Well, it's the placebo. Because they thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, it's a placebo effect. So, you know... I learned, as crazy as it may sound, to do what I call deceiving people into health, especially the children. Oh, they had faith in me. You can lie to a kid and have wonderful you know, benefits, um, uh, you know, avoiding side effects of drugs, no pain from the needle. If you just rub them with a, an alcohol sponge and say, this is numb your skin, it's a new kind of sponge, and you won't oh. feel the needle, a third of the kids say, hey, that's wonderful. Why don't the other doctors do that? 
Um, you see, they've been hypnotized because they believe me. But one other thing one of my kids taught me, if you write words, 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 with no space between the words, you realize they look like swords, too. So words, words, words become swords, swords, swords. And when he brought that home from school, he did it on a canvas, I thought, wow, I can kill a cure with words or a scalpel, you know, a knife. Um, and it impressed me that as physicians, we need to be trained to talk to people. So Absolutely. We, we don't present the second half of the commercial. You know, when you watch television, this will cure your headache, but it could kill your liver, sterilize you, <laughs> give you a heart attack. You know what I mean? Yep. But, and that's what we tend to do as doctors. You know, I'm giving you this treatment, and here are all the side effects. Why don't you say it could cure you? It can help you to live longer. Exactly. So there are people who draw the devil giving them poison, and others drawing the same treatment as this beautiful gift from God. Exactly. And uh, you know who's going to have side effects and who's going to do well. Exactly. Yeah, I just wish <laughs> I've given your book to so many doctors, you won't, you won't even believe it. And my husband's doctors, he has one that's so negative that I wanted to strangle him. And he has another one who is so positive and so loving. And uh, I just, you know, I gave him my book. I gave him your book. I gave him the book Healers on Healing that you're in. You know, and so I'm trying to re-educate these doctors, but I have to tell you that there's some that are still um, very much like the doctors you described in 1986. Yeah. It, 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 as I say, um, there was one that was interesting in that um, he wrote a book, Sidney Winower, he's at Sloan Kettering, and he wrote a book when his wife developed cancer called Healing Lessons. In it... I was sent a copy to make a comment on. In it, I'm reading along, enjoying what he's written and their experience, you know, that agreeing with me. Um, and suddenly I read a sentence. I want to apologize to Dr. Bernie Siegel. And I thought, I don't know you. You haven't caused me any trouble. What are you apologizing for? The next sentence went on to say, my wife is sitting in the living room listening to his tapes. He's an enormous help. I'm apologizing for what I used to think of him and his work. Wow. You see, and that's the part. As somebody said, there are natives and tourists. That if you're a tourist, you don't know what the natives are experiencing and living. Yes. So again, what changes doctors? Yeah, when they Patients. get sick or their loved ones get sick, yep. Yep. it wakes them up. And that it was does. part of my journey, too. I mean, that's right. Yeah. I know your story yeah. with your with your son, and oh, um, yes. yeah, that story. And um, yeah, I just um, love your work, and I've so much loved having you on the show. Thank you. And um, Bernie, just keep writing books, keep inspiring all of us. I wish I lived closer. <laughs> I wish that my husband could have been in your exceptional patients group. He's doing well right now, sure. but um, he's really looking forward um, to reading your books and um, listening to this show. So thanks so much for being on, and, and I hope to have you on again. Bless you, Susan. Thank you. Well, I'm inspired. I, I hope that you are too. Let's live today and every day with the goal of being in the present moment, like my cat and like Bernie described, loving others, letting love in. Whatever needs healing in our lives can be done. All we need is to love ourselves, believe in ourselves, truly want to be here, and to live our soul's purpose. 
Next week, we have 86-year-old author Edith Nam, who will share 11 winning ways to positively energize our brains and bodies. So 86 years old, and she is still going strong, still writing books, still teaching. I can't wait um, to have her on. I'm feeling better already just thinking about uh, energizing my brain and body. So, And I hope you are too. Until next week, this is Dr. Susan Allison, and thanks so much for listening to The Empowered Healer Show. Thank you again for listening to The Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are held in the arms of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.